Welcome to the Encounter Community Church Podcast, where we take God's Word and look at how we can utilize, practically apply it, and implement it into our lives. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Encounter Community Church Podcast. My name is Ken Butler Jr., and I am the pastor here at Encounter Community Church, and it's official. The Christmas season has begun. It is now officially okay for you to play holiday music. It is officially okay for us to walk into Home Depot, Lowe's, whatever the big box stores might be, and be able to see Christmas decorations. (laughs) I was actually, I can't remember where I was at. I was actually at a store the other day and I walked in and it was not playing Christmas music. And I was like, shocked a little bit. (laughs) Maybe I won't say the name because then you probably won't go there because it doesn't have any Christmas spirit. But I was actually surprised. I walked in and it was just playing regular music at this point. Surprised by that. But it is, it has officially begun. And and I wanted to do something. I, I don't typically do this, but I felt like it was really important for me to say, and that is, I just wanted to take a moment to just brag on Encounter. Now, if you're not a part of Encounter, just endure this for a few moments. Please don't turn me off. I will get to the other stuff. But I just wanted to say that I am so honored to be the pastor of this church. Because one of the heartbeats that that I really have as a leader is for us to be a church that is actively involved in our community, that is truly making a difference and and touching lives. And and hopefully through that, people will be able to see something different in church. Hopefully, you know, through that. But again, the goal of being able to do these great things in our community is just not about making the church look good. It's more than just that. It's more than just something cosmetic for you to be able to see. No, no, it's deeper than that. One of the things that is so clear in Scripture is that God has called us who call him our father, who call him our dad, who say that Jesus Christ is our Savior. God has called us to be those who care about the poor, who care about the hurting, who cares about the disenfranchised? Who who cares? That's what he's called us to do. That's what he's called us to be. And when we are that, we are most reflective of his love. And, and with that in mind, one of the things that we did this year is, is we set three goals. We just said, hey, here's what we want to do, is we want to give people the opportunity just to be able to serve. And so one of the goals that we set is we wanted to, we wanted to feed 50 families Thanksgiving meals. We wanted to give 50 families Thanksgiving meals. Thanks to the generosity of the church, as well as to our community, for those of you who are in our community that are listening to this, thank you as well, because it is because of people like you that we exceeded that goal. We fed nearly 60 families food for Thanksgiving. Uh, One of the other goals that we set is for an organization called Samaritan's Purse. They do a thing called Operation Christmas Child where they send gifts across the world, shoebox-sized gifts around the world to kids who 
in some places may not even get a Christmas gift. And the beautiful thing about that is we set a goal of 50. We got, I think, 58. We got 58 boxes. So we exceeded that goal. The other thing that we wanted to do is we wanted to work with Project Angel Tree. Project Angel Tree is done with an organization called Prison Fellowship. And basically what they do is they give gifts to kids of incarcerated parents. And it's just a way that their kids will know that their incarcerated parent loved them and cares for them. The beauty of this is we, we signed up for that and all of those kids got sponsored. So I'm, I'm excited because what this does, it, it just shows that the heartbeat that I really have for our church, it, it, it's here, it, it's happening. And, and I, I'm so honored and so proud to be your pastor. And, and so thank you for those of you who call Encounter Home who are listening to this podcast. And, and for those of you that are listening that are not connected here, I just want to let you know that that's what our church is all about, is we want to be a church where we don't just talk about loving our community, that we actually step outside the walls and we do it. And if you are looking for a church and that's the kind of church that you're looking to be involved with, love to have you here. Now we're not. We're not the perfect church. I'm not the perfect pastor. And if you're looking for a place that's perfectly imperfect, (laughs) then Encounter is a church for you. And I also want to encourage you to do this. If you are listening, find a way to serve this holiday season. Maybe bring someone food, take someone gifts, toys for tots. You know, whatever it is that you can do is, is find a way to bring joy. But I also want to challenge you. Don't let this holiday season be just the only opportunity that you serve. I want to challenge you to allow it to be a launching point where serving and volunteering becomes a way of life for you, whether it's volunteering here at Encounter or volunteering somewhere in the community. And, and you guys know my heartbeat, right? We, I've, all, I've always said this, that if you are a member of Encounter and God calls you or you feel like you want to serve somewhere in the community, but serving in a community will take away from your time to be able to serve at Encounter, again, my heartbeat, serve in the community. God's going to take care of Encounter. But I'd rather you serve in the community, making a difference in our community, showing our community God's love, God's passion, God's mercy, and being able to to just be reflective of that. And here's the thing, 2020, I'm so glad that we're down on the last month of this year, but I think 2021 is also going to be a little bit of a rough start too. But in the midst of that, one of the things that 2020 has taught us is we are in desperate need of people who have a heart to serve and to give. And really, those kind of people are the heartbeat of our nation. If you are listening to this and you are in the medical profession, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, we're wrapping up a series called Come to the Table. And in this series, what we've been looking at is gratitude, or just being thankful. And what we did is each week we looked at a different level of spiritual maturity because the depth of our gratitude will also reveal the depth of our spiritual maturity. And so week one, what we did is we looked at what we call the kitty table, kitty table gratitude. And the idea behind that is simply, we expect our kids to be, to be grateful. When someone gives our children something, and if they don't say those two words, we get their attention and we tell them to say, thank you. Because we expect them to be thankful. 
And, and here's what we're hoping is we're hoping that in learning how to say thank you, we're hoping that it will get to their heart where they become people who are genuinely grateful for the great things that people do for them. And that's the same thing that we want to do in our relationship with God. This idea of, of gratitude or the entry level thankfulness is the lowest level on, on the level of spiritual maturity. But it's just to start there. God, thank you. God, thank you. And it is a thank you that is based upon reflection. And then last week, we looked at big table gratitude. Like you've arrived at the big table. The big table is, is more solid, is more firm. And it's, it's the same thing in your spiritual maturity that you've reached a level of, 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 of greater depth, that you've reached a level where, where your spiritual maturity is just a little bit more solid. It's bit, a little bit more grounded. And the idea behind this gratitude is when you are facing a challenge, when you're facing a difficulty, yet you see the solution. Like the solution is coming. So I can be thankful because I know that the solution is coming. I think the example that we used last week is with COVID. We can be thankful because we know the vaccine is coming. Can't get here soon enough. <laughs> you know, it'd be great if it were here tomorrow. But we know the vaccine is coming. And so because of that, we can be grateful. And so we focus on the solution. This is a gratitude that is based upon vision. That I look forward, I see God at work, I trust that God is at work, and I continue to move towards Him. This week, we had Daniel, our youth pastor, speak. And we talked about gratitude at an even deeper level than that. This is, this is the kind of gratitude that reflects a deep level of spiritual maturity. And this is the kind of gratitude that is based upon one simple fact. The first week we looked at the kitty table. Second week we looked at the big table. This gratitude is a gratitude that is able to persist when there is no table, when there are no chairs, when there is no place for us to be able to know where the meal is coming from. This kind of gratitude is driven by the one simple fact that I trust God is in the kitchen. I trust that he is at work. And, and sometimes it helps. It helps, you know, for, that, for example, for Thanksgiving, our family, we all got together and we all cooked different meals. It was so much fun. It, it probably is one of the best Thanksgivings that we've ever had. It, it was so much fun for us. We, we did create a memory that hopefully we'll always enjoy and, and hopefully it's not the end of it that we'll do something like this in the future. But one of the things that was really great was when you walk out this, when you walk outside the door, then you walk back into the house and you smell the food or cooking. I mean, even what I cooked smelled good. <laughs> and now that's a, if you believe in Christmas miracles, and I know it's Thanksgiving, but that's a Christmas miracle. Even what I cooked smelled good. And actually turned out, well, I cooked two dishes. One turned out good. Being honest, the other turned out a little bland. My wife helped me the next day, doctored it up, and it was so much better. But even what I cooked smelled good. And, and there's something about that, that even when you don't know where the food is coming from, but when you can smell that it is at work. And, and that's the real trust, is, is do I trust that God's in the kitchen? Do I trust that God's in the, on the move? And even more importantly, and this is even greater depth, do I trust that God is in the kitchen when I don't smell the food? Do I trust that God is in the kitchen 
when I don't hear the pots clanging, the sink, you know, turning on, when I don't hear the oven warming up, <laughs> do I trust God in that moment? And Daniel talked about having that kind of trust this week. And I want to encourage you. If you it's a really great message that he preached this week. So I want to encourage you, go back and watch the live stream from last Sunday so that you could be uplifted by the message that Daniel gave. But with that in mind, I, I just wanted to talk about just some of the highlights of what Daniel said that hit me. And I'm going to share those with you. But like I said before, go back and go ahead and watch his message. One of the things he said that really stood out to me is that being grateful when there is no solution at hand, having this kind of spiritual maturity, this kind of gratitude is based on promise. It's based on promise. See, the first one was based on reflection. I could see what has been done. The second one was based on, reflect, on vision. I could see what is coming. But for this one, when I can't see either, that kind of gratitude is based upon promise. It is God's promise. And it's not necessarily the promise that he is going to do something for us. Because there may be times where we go through challenges where things don't work out the way that we want it to. It just doesn't. Just, just being honest. But the promise that God gives us is that no matter what it is that you go through, I will be with you. I'll be with you. He'll walk through it with us. And that he will be our strength. He will be our comfort. He will be our joy. And when you have that kind of, of gratitude that is based upon God's promise, then here's what happens is you begin to realize that those moments when you go through those struggles, when you go through those challenges and there is no solution, those moments build something in us. It builds something in us. The first thing that it builds in us is this idea of having a battle-ready heart. It's having a battle-ready heart. I remember when I went through basic training, and it was an incredible experience for me. I went through Fort Jackson, South Carolina. It was in the heat of summer. Fort Jackson, South Carolina in the summer is hot, y'all. It's hot. Even the trees are sweating. <laughs> I mean, that's how hot it is. The dogs are trying to find shade. I mean, it, it is hot. It was hot. When I finished going through basic training, it was one of the the absolute most physically, mentally, emotionally, and maybe even spiritually taxing and challenging things that I've ever been through in my life. When I finished it, I was just so confident that no matter what was thrown at my way, that I could be able to face it and overcome it. I could be able to face it and overcome it. That's what I felt at the end of basic training. We can look at life this way as well. That the challenges that we go through, it's like basic training. It is preparing us. It is preparing our hearts. It is preparing our minds. It is preparing our spirit. And making us battle ready. Because there may be. Thank goodness I didn't have to go to war. I got close, you know, during the first Persian Gulf War. If it would have lasted two weeks longer, I found out that our unit was on, on tap to go. We would have been released to go into battle. I don't know what that would have looked like because I was 
and an awe-inspiring battle-ready finance unit. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything on the front lines, I'll tell you that. That's what we were looking at. We were looking at possibly having to be in the battle campaign, trying to help soldiers deal with financial challenges so that they could be able to focus on battle. Two weeks away, two weeks away from that. But the thing is, is we were still ready. We were still ready. We were still mentally prepared. You don't know what the next challenge is going to be. You don't know how difficult it is going to be. You don't know how weighty it is going to be. You just don't. So what you can do, though, is you can look at your current challenge that you're facing now and be able to say, what, what can I gain? How can I grow? How, how can I develop? You know, it says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3, it says, endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. As a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Endure suffering. Hold on. Persevere. Continue to press forward when it comes to whatever it is. And, and you know what endurance is all about? It's about mindset. It really is about mindset. It really is about perspective. And what strengthens your perspective is when you are able to practice kitty table gratitude and when you're also able to practice big table gratitude. When you're able to have gratitude by, by reflection as well as gratitude by vision, then it also helps you in those moments because now what I can do is I can go back. I can go back and look at how God has been there for me, reflection, how God gave me a solution, vision. And although I may not see it now, I can trust and just depend on God, something's coming. I don't know what it is. I don't know how it's gonna work out, but something's coming. And in the midst of that, God, I will look at my life right now and look at what, can, what are the ways that I can practice gratitude and thankfulness right now, even in the midst of this, even in the midst of this. Even if my gratitude is, God, thank you, because you are using this challenge to build something in me, to prepare me for something. You are using this challenge for that. And maybe, maybe what God is preparing you for is to be able to have the tools to be there for someone else. I can't even begin. Most of you know that I was sexually abused as a child. I cannot even begin to tell you how many conversations I've had with others who are trying to process what it is that they've gone through. And now, because I've been able to go through it and come on on the other side, still processing, still growing, still learning how to develop tools that will make me to be able to be successful. I, I can't say that I've arrived by any stretch of the imagination, but, but I'm getting there. But what's happened is I've been able to comfort those who are on this journey, who are going through this process, are trying to work through those things, their things as well. I've seen it where people who have struggled with alcoholism, you know, deeply, deeply caught up in it and have seen it ruin their lives, but somehow they were able to get help and able to turn their lives around. And now they become a sponsor for someone else to be able to help them when they've hit bottom. I mean, we could just go through the list. And, and so what we could do is we begin to say, you know, God, just thank you. I, I don't know what it is that you're preparing me for, but thank you. And also in this, ask God, how, how are you building? What, what are you building in me? And what can I be thankful for that you're building in me? As I said in week one, maybe just for COVID, what he's building in us is this attitude of learning how to be grateful. 
maybe what he's building in us is the ability to be able to persevere through our darkest moments. Maybe he's building us in us the capacity to be able to press on even though we're deeply disappointed. Maybe he's building in us the capacity to make a commitment to look out for others. What can we do to be able to support others? And I also want to encourage, even with this, think about your local fop, you know, your local mom and pop restaurant or, or store, and what can we do to be able to support them? It's really neat. My wife was telling me that when my son, my son recently purchased a surfboard. He's gotten into surfing. So he's out there learning how to do his thing. And he went to a surf shop, and it was a local mom and pop surf shop, and bought a surfboard. And my wife said that the owner of the store was just so grateful, so grateful that someone would come in and be able to support his business in that way because he really needs it. And it was, I mean, it was a big dollar purchase. So he really needs it. So let's do the same thing. Let's look at our mom and pop stores and see what we can do to support them. Look at our mom and pop businesses. But maybe that's one of the things that COVID is teaching us. So whatever it is that you're going through, whatever challenge it is that you're facing, there's something that is teaching you. There's something that God is using it to teach you, even if it's just a growth mindset. So we began to look at it. And, and as we look at it from that perspective, that's what helps us to be able to overcome. That's what helps us to be able to endure no matter what the challenge might be. One of the other things that Daniel talked about I thought was really interesting. It says in Psalm chapter 23, verse 5, it says, You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. And the interesting thing, many of us are familiar with Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. Like we, we start with that. We, he, make us, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. And we look at that peaceful. He restores my soul. We love those passages, that, that part of Psalm 23. And there's no doubt about that. You know, God, thank you for giving us that. Is David, who wrote the psalm, thank you for sharing that with us to give us that encouragement of being able to look to, to God and saying, hey, God, this is what you do for me. However, one of the things we don't realize is a very powerful statement that he says in Psalm 23, 5, you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. Not you prepare a feast for me after you have removed my enemies or in the absence of my enemies. It's you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. In other words, you're preparing something for me in the midst of this battle, in the midst of this difficulty. And it's not that you take my enemies away. It's just that you have this special meal prepared for me where you are going to show your commitment to us. So in other words, here's what, what Daniel said, is there will be times where God will actually place us in a position of discomfort. That God knows you so well. He knows the capacity of what it is that you can handle. Let me make this really clear. I am not saying that every bad thing that happens in your life is God testing you. I'm not saying that. Sometimes bad things just happen. Sometimes people are just bad. So I'm not saying every horrendous thing that happens in our life is placed there by God. 
So please don't get me wrong. But there are times where God will put us in a position of testing. And the reason why he does that is because he loves us, because he cares about us. But he also wants us to be able to, to see us grow and develop and reach that next level of who we are. And sometimes it takes testing in order for us to be able to do that. Now, before you get angry at God and say, well, that doesn't seem fair. Here's my question. As a parent, don't we do that with our kids? Don't we do that with our kids? We, we, we put in our kids in school. That's testing. Putting our kids in school, it, it tests their mental development. It tests their educational development. It, it tests their minds. It, it tests their ability to be able to process and learn knowledge. It, it tests our kids' ability to be able to learn how to think critically. And there may be times where your kids are facing really tough challenges, uh, challenges educationally at school. And do we try to rescue them from that challenge? No. Sometimes we'll push them. We'll, we'll even challenge them. Like, you can do this. Continue to persevere through this. Even if our kids come on the other side of it and they get a C, we can celebrate with them because we know that they tried their best. We know that they tried their best. And that's what we celebrate. But that's a test. Isn't school also a test when it comes to their social development? Because not every friendship is great at school. Sometimes at school, our kids have to deal, learn how to deal with bullies and have to deal with people who judge them. They have to learn how to deal with peer pressure. And we continue to push them back into the fold. Now, there may be times where we might have to step in to, to protect our child from something that is abusive, right? That is emotionally too disruptive. There may be times where we have to step in to try to protect our child. But there's also tools that we give our kids for them to be able to learn how to protect themselves. And then what we do is we process with them once they go through it. But that's a test. We put our kids in a position of discomfort. And the truth is our kids need that. If our kids are going to be successful in life, I was watching a TED Talk. I wish, oh man, I wish that I could remember the name of the TED Talk. But one of the things it was talking about is the current need of this generation for developing grit, for grit. Because what happens is in our current generation, as soon as our kids meet challenges, because sometimes as parents we've rescued our kids, then they don't have the capacity to be able to handle it. So it was talking about grit. How do our kids develop grit? Is by learning how to be in those tough situations. How do we develop spiritual grit? It's because our Father in Heaven allows us to be in situations that are also discomforting, that are also challenging. It gets us prepared. It gets us ready. He prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies, in the presence of those who are gossiping about us, in the presence of those who are trying to steal our jobs, in the presence of those. I mean, we can go through the list of what our enemy might be. He prepares a table for us in the midst of that. I, I, I love that. He doesn't remove the energy. Or, uh, he doesn't remove the enemy. He just builds us and strengthens us. I, I love that. I love that. 
And then it says, you, are, you honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. And when does that happen? It happens at the table in the presence of your enemies. So God is using that moment to build something in you. It's important for us to be able to, to see that. But it really is. It's a sign of love. And then Daniel said this, and I, I just absolutely love this. This is actually going to be our social media post on tomorrow or Wednesday, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. But he said this, let your challenge be your monument. Let your challenge be your monument. Now think about this. When do we ever build statues and monuments? It's, it's to remember, right? It's, it's to remember. It's to remember a challenge that was faced that we were able to overcome. We, we look at Martin Luther King Jr. and there, there are tons of monuments to Martin Luther King Jr. Why do we honor his life? Because here is a man who took up the charge for civil rights. So it, it's just a reminder to us to allow the challenges of our life to be an opportunity to reflect on God, you've been good. This is how I've been able to get through it. So maybe one of the things that you could do is to, to go through your life. I've been talking about creating gratitude lists, right? The first week we talked about creating a gratitude list based upon reflection. Last week we talked about developing a gratitude list of based upon vision. What is it that you're thankful for, even in the midst of your challenges? This week, I, I want to encourage us to, to think about a gratitude list of some of the greatest challenges in our lives that we've been able to make it through and how God has empowered us to be able to do so. And then allow that challenge to be your monument. I, I love Hebrews 11. And Daniel talked about a specific example in Hebrews 11. Again, go back and watch his message. But I love Hebrews 11 because as you begin to read through Hebrews 11, you begin to see that what it did is it took some of the greatest challenges in certain people's lives and it made those challenges monuments, monuments. And it will start off by saying, it was by faith that so-and-so. It was by faith that so-and-so. And then it would say that so-and-so. And then it would say the challenge. For example, in verse 7, it says, it was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. No, this is not the example that Daniel used on Sunday. He used a different one. I'm just picking this one. That way it's a little bit different. But it was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God who warned him about things that had never happened before. Never happened before. And isn't that the kind of thing that we're talking about? to be able to be grateful in the midst of that. That's what we're learning. That's what we're, we're looking for. And even bigger than that, I was really blown away because it says this. But others were tortured, refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope and a better life after the resurrection. This is verse 35. Some were jeered at and their backs were cut open with whips. Others were chained in prisons. 
Some died by stoning. Some were sawed in half. And others were killed with a sword. Some went about wearing skins of sheep and goats, destitute and oppressed and mistreated. They were too good for this world. Wandering our deserts and mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. All these people earned a good reputation because of their faith. Yet none of them received all that God had promised. And I love this part. Verse 40. For God had something better in mind for us. So that they would not reach perfection without us. I think sometimes in churches, we love to tell the stories of people that overcome. And and many times we look at those stories of people that overcome as God showing up. And then there's no doubt doubt that that could possibly be true. I I love it. I I go to church conferences many times, and it's church planter conferences where where people are building new churches. And you hear stories of, yeah, you know, we started a church and our first week we had 800 people show up. <laughs> like, what? What? <laughs> 800? But that's what they had. It, it just happened to work out that way. There, there are those kind of stories. In Christianity, we love to share the stories of people who were once prostitutes that turn their lives around or people who have massive drug addictions that turn their lives around. And, and again, no, no doubt, those, those are great stories. But what Hebrews 11 seems to do is it tells those great stories as well, where those great stories became monuments. But you know what it ends on? It ends on people who didn't have the solution come about for them but yet they held on to their faith, yet they persevered. And I love what the author of Hebrews says. He says that the world was not worthy of them, was not worthy of them. But then I love that he, the way that he ends it. For God has something better in mind for us, for us that we can look at the lives of people who struggle, who went without, and yet we're able to maintain a faithful attitude. And aren't we blown away by those stories? When we, we look at people and we think, how, how, are, you, how are you holding on? Because I, I know how I would respond in the midst of that. How are you able to hold on? And we're blown away by those kind of stories. Let your challenge be your monument. But not only your monument, a monument for those who are watching how you respond to life. A monument where you can look back and you can say, this is what God has done. But maybe even now, a monument where you can look at and say, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know, but I'm thankful for this. God is good. God is with me. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful for my family. God is with me. 
That's a type of gratitude that is on a completely different level. And it's one that could potentially change our lives and the lives of those who are around us. Well, I hope that this series has been an encouragement to you as we look at developing this kind of gratitude in our lives. Next week, we are starting our Christmas series. It's called The Gift of Hope. And what we're doing is we're going to look at the different ways hope can be seen through the Christmas story. So we're going to look at the idea of Jesus Christ coming to this earth. We're going to look at it from Mary's perspective. We're going to, we're going to dig into some aspects from the shepherd's perspective. We're, we're going to look at some ideas of hope and, and when is it that God shows up? When is his, his voice is heard? He is seen. The whole reason for Jesus Christ coming, the significance and importance of that, we're, we're going to dig into some hope this season. And, and, and what better way to end 2020 than with looking at hope? Because I think it's what we need. It's what we need. It's just to be able to hold on to the hope that God offers us. And so this week, we are going to be looking at the hope of Jesus. The hope of Jesus. And what does his coming mean? And what should it do? What should our response to his coming be in our lives? So hopefully, you'll be able to join us for that. Join us for our live stream Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m., both on Facebook and YouTube. Right now, we are still meeting outdoors for our Sunday morning services. We really have to, and we're emphasizing, make sure that you wear your mask. Let's do everything to protect ourselves, which we're doing for the series. We're practicing social distancing outside. We're making our service touchless. So we're doing those things as well. But with that, if, if the numbers continue to do what they're doing, we may look at shutting the outdoor service down for a couple weeks and kicking back up on December the 20th. So, so we'll see. We'll see how it works out for that. But again, hopefully you'll be able to join us for that. Thank you again for joining us for this podcast. And again, just wanted to remind you that Encounter is about three things. Love up. Let's fall madly and passionately in love with God. Love out. Let's look for ways to be able to love our fellow man. And then love in. Make sure that you're taking care of yourself, growing and developing and becoming the best you that you can be. Well, take care. God bless you. And we'll see you once again next week. Thank you so much for joining us for the Encounter Community Church podcast. If you could do us a favor, whatever service it is that you're listening to this podcast on, please rate and review us. If there's anything that we can do better, please let us know. But by rating and review, it also make our podcast easier for others to be able to find. If you would like to support us at Encounter financially with what it is that we're doing to make a difference in our community, whether it's the mobile food bank, whether it's serving at North High School, or making a difference, again, in our community, feel free to head over to our website, encountercommunity.church. Click the link that says online giving. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way, when we post new live streams or new vlogs, you'll be updated. As well as, please head over to Facebook and like our page. That way, when we post new podcasts, again, new vlogs, new live streams, or have church events, you'll be updated and know what's going on here at Encounter. As we said before, thank you so much. We're so glad to have you with us, and we look forward to you being a part of the podcast next week.